Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Oaks Day at Churchill Downs. A slew of graded stakes races that we're going to take a look at and give you a late pick four ticket to play that will culminate with the Kentucky Oaks. I'm Tom Leach, along with Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, Jim Goodman. And Jim, we'll jump into this on the fifth race. It's the grade three modesty. Phillies and Mayors four and up, mile and an eighth on the turf. Uh, one of the former Arlington Park stakes. Uh, you've got a couple of Chad Browns in there that surely will attract a lot of money. Where did you land? I always attract a lot of money. Isn't that funny? Um, I landed on Bleecker Street, the probably the more accomplished of the of the Chad Browns. Uh, she is five for five lifetime. Hasn't raced at Churchill yet, but she's uh, uh, started out in Mon- at Monmouth and uh, won at the Meadowlands on the turf, and then won three straight at Tampa, including the Grade Two Hillsboro uh, by three and three quarters, and has beaten some decent uh, fillies down there. And I, whether that that circuit is as good as some of the other horses have faced probably not but bleaker street's really good i hate to go against somebody five for five i'm gonna use fluffy fluffy socks in there as well coming off that keeneland uh lost to curly ruth and uh, curly ruth fits in here as well the seven horse for saez and keneally and then i'm also going to use uh probably she can't sing um philly that knocked me out of a pick five at fairgrounds <laughs> back in march uh i had gowns mission and uh Clara Peters and she can't sing one for Chris Block at nine to one. So funny how I remember those bad beats. So uh, she's obviously doing well. But Bleecker Street's my pick in the uh, modesty. I ended up uh, taking a shot with Hindi Woods. The more I looked at this, uh, trying to to beat the Chad Browns at catch a little price. I think um, she likes this turf course. She got really good last fall and had a nice prep for this. And uh, I just think maybe they've. Uh, Set her up for a big effort on a big day on a track that she likes. So I'm going to try to beat the Chad Browns with Hindi Woods, but I like uh, the two Chads, Bleecker Street and Fluffy Socks. Bleecker Street, the better of the two. Uh, she Can't Sing um, would be next on my list. And then uh, Curly Ruth, I'm thinking she might just like uh, Keeneland um, particularly well, and I think Fluffy Socks may be able to turn the tables on her here. But you could uh, certainly... Uh, do worse than include Curly Ruth on the ticket as well. But I'm going to try to beat the Chads with Hindi Woods. Sixth race is a grade one, the La Troyenne, that starts a two-day pick six of grade ones. It's a new bet that Churchill has. This is Phillies and Mayors four and up. They'll go a mile and a 16th. And you could probably single here. She dares the devil. She had a good prep for this, didn't win it. But I think that was just a, a setup for this. She's five for five at Churchill, former Kentucky Oaks winner. And after that prep, she had six works that followed. So, again, that just serves to underscore she had the prep, and they put a lot of work into her, and now she's primed for her best effort on her favorite track. If you want to go deeper, Pauline's Pearl, but I think her off-the-pace style in a short field with, uh, not a lack, with not an abundance of pace could compromise her chances. So uh, I think you could do a lot worse than singling She Dares the Devil, but if you want to go deeper, take Pauline's Pearl. Uh, any uh, any way you see it differently? I have no words of wisdom on this race. I think she <laughs> did. Devil is the best bet of the weekend. Um, she's five for five at Churchill. Uh, Pauline's Pearl did beat her along with Cece in the Azari at Oakland Park, but uh, this is her home track. There's no way Pauline's Pearl beats her today. So she dares the devil's my single in the in the pick six if I play that two day pick six. Most move on to the seventh race then. It's the grade two Ali Sheba, four-year-olds and up, going a mile and a 16th. 
this is a pretty salty group in here. Who did you land on? I have a strong opinion here. Not quite as strong as she dares the devil, but I think Olympiad could be a single here. It, it just starts the all-stakes pick five. We're going to handicap the pick four, but I think that uh, if you're going to play a pick five, you could do a lot worse than singling a horse that's last three buyers have been 101, 102, and 103 at Gulfstream and at Fairgrounds. Uh, this horse has, has faced some of the best competition in the country and has been um, – uh, has been very consistent. I, I don't see a, a chink in uh, in his armor. Weyburn uh, had a 102 buyer last time out at Gulfstream at seven furlongs. I can't imagine that he's going to duplicate that effort back here. Max Player is, is certainly a player in here, four for 12 lifetime. Uh, ran in the Breeders' Cup Classic last year, didn't have much of a shot, but prior to that, won the Jockey Club Gold Cup. Uh, at Saratoga by four links back last September. So if Max Player is back to that level, he can be a player in here. And Happy Saver, uh, the almost winner of the Clark last year on this track, would be my third use in here if you're going to use if you're going to play a pick five. I ended up taking Max Player to upset Olympiad uh, on the angle that this horse got really good last fall, gets a rail draw, so that might be advantageous in the race strategy. And also two for two on wet tracks, which it could very well be a wet track on Oaks Day. Um, Olympiads, obviously, a must-use, so I think it's probably one of those two. If you want to go deeper, might take a look at Folsom. Had a 99 buyer off uh, layoff, and that was his best buyer figure. It's uh, Brad Cox. This horse could be elevating his game as a four-year-old. And uh, the other one I had was Happy Saver, a uh, horse that was second in the grade one Clark uh, last fall here at Churchill for Todd Pletcher. But uh, max player for the upset. Let's go to race number eight, which starts the late pick four. So we'll give you a pick four ticket at the end of this. It's the grade two Edgewood for three-year-old fillies. They'll go a mile and a 16th on the turf course. I took Dolce Zell. Well, she ran a big one in the grade two at Keeneland on, uh, on an off turf and uh, just caught a really nice filly in there uh, in Spinderella. And uh, Spinderella had it all her own way on the front. I think Dolce Zell gets a better setup in here. Uh, I think one of the Chad Browns wins it. Uh, the other two, McCulloch, the three, had a really strong debut win at Saratoga. And if she can run back to that, uh, she could be tough. And Pratt takes them out here. And then the other one is Spicer, who was narrowly beaten by Dolce Zell down at Tampa. But uh, I like Dolce Zell better of those two. But uh, five, three, and eight in the Edgewood for me, one of the Chad Browns is going to win this, in my opinion. How about yours, Jim? We are agreeing too much today. I, I love Dolce Zell. Um, I think she she only beat Spicer uh, by a head at Tampa, but then she came back at Keeneland and, and ran 10 points better in her next race. So uh, I don't think Spicer's going to make that kind of improvement. And the Appalachian field was, uh, was pretty salty in and of itself with Spinderella um, being – Flattered by, uh, as we're recording this on Wednesday, a filly that ran against her just won a race at uh, at Churchill. So she's the real deal. She'd be three to five in here. I think Dolce Zell is a legitimate five to two or two to one favorite. So I'm going to take her, and she's going to start off and otherwise spread pick four as a single. Ah, okay. Well, let's go to race number nine. It's the grade two eight bells for three-year-old fillies. They will go seven furlongs. Uh, I think Monterey off that big win in the Beaumont at Keeneland is probably going to be favored in here. Can you beat her? 
Man, she looked great that day, didn't she? Uh, that eight and a half links, uh, uh, seven furlong race, and coming back the same distance. Uh, she's going to be tough to beat in here for Brad. But I thought there were some other horses that, that um, and I'm going to spread all three of the, la- the last three legs of the pick four. I'm going to use Marissa's Lady for Bill Morey uh, coming off a uh, uh, some really good races at Turfway, uh, but is had in her made, made in her debut at Churchill. Uh, she won, so she's two for two at Churchill. She's five for six overall, and I think the synthetic form certainly transfers back here. She's run 85 to 88 on all surfaces, so I think she's got a big shot. Pretty birdie for Norm Cassie. Uh, won at Oakline last time out, went wire to wire. There's plenty of speed in here, so I think it does set up for Bataria to maybe sit off this pace and, and come and get him with, with Pratt taking that mount back. Gerrymander for Chad Brown. Uh, they thought enough of her to put her in the frisette. Came back and won a listed stakes last time out. Uh, and then Sweet Danny Girl, uh, coming out of the same race as Marissa's Lady in Matareya uh, at Churchill last fall. And she's only had one race in 22. That was Devona Dale at Gulfstream, and she probably needed that one. But she ran three and a half lengths behind Kathleen O, who is going to be in the Oaks today. So. Uh, I'm going to go deep here. I, I don't think it's a slam dunk for Matarea. I think there's some other horses that have a shot in here. Ended up uh, on Matarea just off that impressive win at Keeneland and the fact she's run well at Churchill. Jerry Mander, uh, second in a grade one, as you mentioned, for uh, Chad Brown. And now he brings this filly out for her debut off a layoff in a grade two uh, and on a big day. So I, uh, I suspect she's going to run well. Uh, Marissa's Lady, Sweet Danny Girl, I also had on my list. Uh, Awake at Midnight was another one. Uh, just on the angle, horses dropping in class from the races that she's been in. She cuts back in distance, and it's uh, Doug O'Neill who picks his spots well and uh, sometimes gets overlooked in a move like this where he's cutting back, dropping the horse down, and she gets lost on the tote board. And uh, I think she could be a little dangerous in here, Awake at Midnight. But I've got Maharea on top. Jim, the grade two turf sprint is next, third leg of the late pick four, five and a half on the turf for three-year-olds and up. Who do you like? I like a bunch of them in here. I, I, I had a hard time picking a favorite. I suppose if you made me pick one, um, I think Pyron, that last race at Fairgrounds where he came back and beat Just Might after Just Might had taken the measure of him the two before, um, gives him a, a little bit of edge here. Uh, Flavian Pratt gives him another edge. I'm going to use Just Might. If uh, he gets back to his form back in December and January, he's going to be awfully tough to handle, but he's maybe taking a step back. Uh, he didn't run that great in the Shaker Town. Of course, nobody's going to be Golden Powell that day. But uh, Just Might fits here on class. Arrest Me Red for Wesley Ward. Got to use Wesley's horse coming off a near win at Gulfstream in, in his first outing of 2022. Going to use Gear Jockey for Rusty Arnold at big old 105 buyer at Kentucky Downs. Maybe he just liked Kentucky Downs because that's the best he's ever run. But he's got a couple of 99s, 96s uh, in his background. So gear jockey, jockey fits. Caravelle for Brad Cox. Uh, won at Turfway last out. Uh, has very good form on the turf, including a grade three win at Saratoga last summer. And um, I'm going to use the Learjet uh, basically because of Brendan Walsh and Rispoli. Uh, the Horse didn't run that well in Shaker Town. Went off 10-1. to 1. Again, nobody was going to beat Golden Powell that day um, in a five-and-a-half sprint where Golden Powell had three links out of the gate. So I think he just tossed that one, go back to the Kentucky Downs race, and if he moves forward at 12-1, to 1, he's very 
uh, tempting in here. I think the race is totally wide open, so I'm going to go really, really deep. Uh, no real real strong feeling, but uh, like I say, if you made me pick, I would choose Pyron on top for Al Stahl and Flavia Pratt. I uh, took Gear Jockey on top. Uh, first thing you can do is draw a line through those two ten, five furlong races. I talked to Rusty Arnold about this horse for, uh, I think it was for today at Keeneland interview during the, the uh, just completed meet at Keeneland, and he said this horse uh, is, is they found his best turf sprinting, but he's really best at like six or six and a half, uh, just a, a little bit longer uh, around one turn. He said there's a race down at Kentucky Downs. They'll be pointing four that I think is six or six and a half. But this is five and a half at a place with a long stretch run. I think that might help him. And he was also wide last time at Keeneland. So I think this one could uh, maybe get the job done in that long stretch at Churchill Downs. I thought I'd maybe uh, had one that uh, might get overlooked in the Learjet, but you found that one too. I mean, the way that Golden Pal broke, and then you consider this horse was off a beat slow, it's tough enough to win you know, a good turf sprint uh, when you get off a step slow, but much less when you are facing Golden Pal, who breaks like a rocket. So uh, I think the Learjet's very alive in here at a price. I've got Pyron, huge rider switch to Pratt, and this horse has found his niche as a turf sprinter. The three Caravel, very impressive in a synthetic prep for this, and I think that one could uh, could run big. And I'm going to use Just Might as well. Had a bad post at Keeneland, I think, with um, the configuration of the track here. Uh, and, and at five and a half, I think you can uh, overcome that outside post maybe a little easier. So I'm going to include Just Might as well, who on his best day, I think could uh, be right there with this group. But I have Gear Jockey on top, but I'm going deep in the pick four. Grade one Kentucky Oaks wraps up our late pick four ticket of all stakes races. It's the 11th race for three-year-old fillies at a mile and an eighth. And I love Kathleen O in here. Just sensational acceleration. And uh, she, you know, came from behind, from dead last, and swept past the field in the short stretch at Gulfstream last time. That's not easily done. Um, that was at a mile and a 16th. She stretches out to a mile and eighth. She should love that. She had a big buyer jump last time. And uh, Shook McGahee doesn't come to these races without thinking he's got a big shot. So I like Kathleen O in here. I like Nest uh, a lot as well, the impressive winner of the Ashland. She won that so, so easily. I think one of those two wins it. My uh, pick is leaning to Kathleen O, but uh, I think one of those two wins this. Uh, if you're looking for a price, you might throw in Cocktail Moments. She ran big in her debut at Churchill last fall. She's kept top company, ran pretty well in the Ashland, and she's, uh, by all accounts, worked well leading up to this race in the last couple of weeks at Churchill. Uh, Secret Oath, if you want to go deeper, got a bad ride, I thought, in the Arkansas Derby, and they switched to Saez. That's a big jump up. And then uh, Shahama, I went back and watched her races overseas and uh, really like her turn of foot. She's reportedly trained well since coming into the Pletcher Barn. So if you want to really throw in a bomb, you might look at uh, at Shahama, the 13. But I'm on Kathleen O in the Oaks, Jim. How about you? Well, you did you did the same thing that other people are doing, and I and I hope you know you're probably right because you're a better handicapper than I am. But that's unlikely. You did not even mention a horse that's five for five. Echo Zulu has not been beaten. Yeah, I know. I'm just kind of taking a stand against her. I thought about that when I was putting this together. I said, you know, people are going to hear that and think, did he forget Echo Zulu? And nah, I looked at her. I'm like, I'm going to uh, take a stand against her, but make, make your case. 
you're not the only one. I, I mean, I, there are a lot of good handicappers out there that are saying the same thing, that she peaked last year as a two-year-old. She hasn't come back as a three-year-old as good. You know, I, I just, I, I think she's got a, a big shot in here. The Fairground Oaks, she was, she had won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies by five and a quarter lengths with a 94 buyer. Uh, never was challenged in that race at all. I mean, she got an easy lead, and she just blew them away. In the Fairground Oaks, she did enough to win. She didn't embarrass anybody. She only won by nose. I think she got exactly what she needed out of that race. And uh, she's not going to get an easy lead in this race. There's there's a lot of speed, but but it may not be as good as speed. Benty Valentine has got speed. Um, but the, the other horses that you mentioned, all of them want to come from out off of it. Not way off of it, but they're not going to challenge Echo Zulu for the lead. Ugari, uh for Giroux and Brissette does have speed, and, and she's just inside of Echo Zulu, and Venti Valentine's just outside. If Echo Zulu beats those two to the punch, I think she's got a big shot to take this wire to wire. And she's 4-1 to one morning line, and if I can get 4-1 to one or 5-1 to one on an undefeated filly in the Oaks, I'm going to take it. The other horse I, I like, and you did mention this horse, I think is your third or fourth choice, Secret Oath. So what happens if she had won, if she had gone in a Philly race after she won the Honey Bee by seven and a half, and the Martha Washington by seven and a quarter, and the Allowance by eight and a quarter? So Lucas took a shot with her uh, against the boys in the Arkansas Derby, and she didn't win. But if you go back and watch the race, she had a terrible trip, absolutely terrible trip. She was between horses. She was six wide. She flattened out at the end, but she only got beat by three and a half lengths to Cyberknife, who's not going to be an outlandish price in the Kentucky Derby. So if she had not run there and she was coming here off that three straight three straight races, she wouldn't be six to one. So he took a shot with her. I don't think it beat her up too much, and I think it probably conditioned her well for this race. So those are my top two picks above your top two picks. I'd take Kathleen O third. Uh, I think she had such a big effort in the Gulf Street Park Oaks. She either got really good really quick or maybe she peaked too soon. Nest would be my seminal favorite because I want the Bluegrass winner to win the uh, or, or the Ashland winner to win the uh, Oaks. Uh, same reason I'll be pulling for Zandon on Saturday. Uh, I think those Four, the winner comes from those four, but I'm also going to throw in, just in case something crazy happens, I think Kid and Connection, who got within a nose of Echo Zulu at the Fairground Oaks, has improved substantially off her two-year-old season, so she's got a shot. And I think you, Gary, if she were to get the lead, might have a shot. I, I think she's a real long shot in there because Secret Oath beat her really easily in the honeybee. But uh, Echo Zulu is my pick and Secret Oath is my second pick. So what's your pick four ticket look like? All right, pick four ticket is singling Dolce Zell in the first leg. So five with two, three, six, eight, ten, with two, three, eight, nine, ten, eleven, with one, three, four, six, seven, ten. You could cut that that Oaks down a little bit, but that's a ninety dollar ticket. That's not way above my budget for a day like the Oaks, and you know you, you could get paid fairly well if if you even beat one of those favorites in the uh, last three legs. All right, I'm going to take two in the uh, first leg, Dolce Zell, and I'm going to leave out uh, Spicer. I just think Dolce Zell's better than, than she is. But I'm going to throw in McCulloch, the other Chad Brown. Just uh, It's Pratt riding this horse, and just in case she is uh, just really something special there, too. So I'm going to take those two. Uh, I started to go narrow in the uh, eight bells, but I'm going to go deeper 
because if you can beat Monte Rea, I think um, it could open up some nice payoffs. So I'm going to go 3, 6, 8, 9, 10 in there. Then 2, 3, 8, 9, 11 in the turf sprint. And I'm going to just go with 4 and 10 in the Oaks, Kathleen O and Nest. I think one of those two is going to win it. So let's see, that would be a $50 ticket for the late pick four on the Oaks Day card. Best of luck with your wagers. Uh, if you're in the Lexington area, you can advance wager on the Derby card on Friday at the Red Mile. Uh, if you uh, can't get out to a simulcast facility, put some money in your Keelan Select account so you're ready to play this weekend. Get that done in advance of the big days so you won't be stressed out. And uh, Jim and I will be back for a look at the Saturday card headlined by the Kentucky Derby in our next edition of the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.